0: Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped into our current series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today's episode, as promised, the stew. The stew. And Greg was cracking a whole bunch of jokes before we we started the tape. I said, listen, save it. The crowd wants to hear these things. So, um, right. right. So uh, let's set the stage here. Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and this is probably the first time we've taped on a Wednesday, which is really close to uh, publishing day. Uh, But we've been so busy, and uh, this was the first opportunity for us to get together. Matter of fact, we were so busy that I was writing a couple episodes late last night, so uh, we are having a good busy week, I think.
1: Yeah, we are. This is just-in-time podcasting.
0: Just-in-time podcasting. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so uh, for those of you just dropping in, Greg and I have been uh, friends for a long time. We've both been managers for a very long time. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We will start at the perspective of the employee and move on from there. We're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations, people that we've learned from. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. I think we're going to have a good one today.
1: Yeah, always, always. But I think this is a good topic.
0: It's your topic, so I hope so, my <laughs> friend. It's time to bring right. it, time to right. bring it, my friend. Right. <laughs> so, as we kind of hinted, this kind of came out of last week's podcast. Um, you're faced with a situation or series of situations may be caused by interactions with your boss or other workmates, and you experience some or all of the following. You're wondering what's going on. You feel dread. And I actually looked up what dread means. To suffer or endure. Nice. Mm. You feel confused and frustrated, and your mind goes into overdrive. You don't understand the context of what's going on. Your feelings are coming out in inappropriate ways. Maybe sarcasm, or my favorite, passive aggressiveness you go to the dark place so greg how does this affect our relationships and the work environment
1: well i would add into this that you had mentioned that you know may be driven by your boss or your workmates but what we're also experiencing now is just driven by life the complexity of what's going on and you know where we are in this covid situation although there's many bright lights about uh, coming out and uh of this space, the new normal, people figuring their way back, but it's adding new complexities, so this stew, this churn, this, this uh, uh, complexity uh, is, 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 is added by so much more than even your your work, but it can be accelerated and amplified by your experiences that you're having at work, your organization's communication or lack of, your boss's communication or lack of, the other stressors of the people around you. My goodness, this is, is truly uh, happening all over. And we jokingly said before, you know, everybody's stew is different. Right. So it's not like we're on we have the same recipe. It's like we the ingredients that are adding to our churn, are our, 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 our mix uh, are completely different. And therefore, it, it, it although it's a similar kind of feel, there's big chunks in there that are moving around. You know, it's it's steamy at times, you know, it's like really is complex if you think of the visual of a stew. Um, and 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 with that, it it just um, it creates distraction. There, uh, it creates inefficiencies. It creates um, skepticism. It creates doubt. And you said, you know, uh, the the one descriptor that you said was, you know, it could be a fast speeding mind, or it could be a just a no mind. You know, depending on where I'm at. And boy, oh boy, this is this is impacting uh, the individual the team and, and organizations. And this is a big problem right now um, because we're all at at some level of this stew um, situation. I agree.
0: And uh, when we were talking about this before, we've talked about this this episode a couple of times and last night I sat down. And where I went to this is, I don't get into a stew very often, but when I do, it's significant. And it's the side effects of that. Um, I can be pretty sarcastic, uh, in a very polite way, but it is cutting and I can be very passive aggressive. And that's the way it, it comes out when I get into this situation. Uh, and so haven't been there often, but when I am there, it's not really a great place to be. And I, I, you know, those close to me know I'm probably struggling and, uh, some people don't, although, some of them may pick up. I am being a little sarcastic and stuff. But um, it, it's those symptoms sometimes. Uh, like for somebody like me, it's later on in the process. And I, I just think we all react differently in this situation. I know how I react. And and even if I'm maybe not aware that I am in a, in a stew, all of a sudden I'll go, that was pretty sarcastic. I wonder where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have a little conversation with yourself and you kind of take your own temperature and you go, OK, I'm not really happy right now. So why am I not happy? OK, now what am I going to do about it and do something a little more positive and get out of it? But uh, I think we all go there. Some people easier than others. Some people, it doesn't happen that often. I think we all exhibit symptoms of it in a different way. And then it's just a struggle to get back in, into, into into the groove.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree
0: 100%. What are some common sense things as a manager to help deal with the situation? Be mindful of people and where they are.
1: Yeah, I think this is a good one. And I'd actually say that this is should be number two because I'm going to suggest that be mindful of where I am because you resonate, you um, uh, ripple out where you are. And a lot of work I'm doing these days with individual leaders, whether it's coaching or on teams, it all starts with me knowing and just understanding uh, how I react and how I'm showing up and how I'm feeling right now. Because if you know that and just become more heightened about what's happening in yourself, and that's a lot about body energy, um, emotions all the things that we were never taught as leaders to really focus on now, it's the most important thing to focus on. Um, what happens is you you almost, um, I call it your internal Doppler system. You know, the, the, the weather networks, they talked about the Doppler systems and they were following the patterns of the weather storms that are coming through. Well, I call this, develop my internal Doppler system because when I do that, what it does is it sensitizes me to even be more aware of what other people are at and what they're going through. So I would say, start with yourself and really spend time thinking about, you know, you talked Alistair, when you go to those places, not that often, but I bet you feel it in yourself when you're going there. I do, I, I get tense. I can feel my energy rising in my body and I know that's not going to be a good thing. So uh, part of understanding the stew is maybe knowing um, you know, when you're going to boil, what, you know, whatever that is. I'm trying to get the analogies back, but uh, know yourself first. And then secondly, really important, um, hopefully that will allow you to open up and be more mindful of the people around you and where they're at. Because we miss lots of that.
0: Yeah, so where we are was a little further down the list, but I agree it is so important and probably is a precursor to dealing with anybody else and where they are. So I think that's a good point. Uh, the next one, sometimes you have to go the extra mile during times of tension. So if your organization is going through tension, like everybody's is right now because of COVID and, and trying to figure out, you know, uh, how we're going back to work and stuff like that, really, you know, I mean, people are a lot of work sometimes and this is just one of those situations where you have to go the extra mile.
1: Yeah, you know this, um, uh, I did a, 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 a post re- just recently that talked about uh, something that, uh, a recommendation, a, a, a guidance that a mentor gave me years ago. And they said the two most important things that a great leader does is one, to be curious and secondly, to be courageous. And that extra mile for me, especially in times of tension, that curious, uh, patience and curiosity are where you need to push out on because when you do that then you will be more open to listening you will get behind what's 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 creating the storms and the stew that's going on just by asking questions and not reacting but you know going that extra mile i agree 100% and and uh, it's tough especially when your, your stuff is bubbling. And now I got to be uh, aware of and, and curious and patient with someone else. I mean, it's, we're, we're, we're such on edge these days, and, um, but it's a beautiful strength to develop. And not everybody,
0: it isn't everybody's thing, right? And even mm-hmm. people that maybe um, uh, feel comfortable generally uh, going the extra mile, we all have people that we don't want to go the extra mile with. There's just people that we find difficult to deal with. So it it is a struggle sometimes, but it is, especially in the times that we're going through now, probably a very important thing to take that extra time.
1: Yeah, and almost sometimes, it's interesting. You just said something, but if you almost you know, do an inventory, you know, who are the people that really drive me nuts. Um, I always suggest look uh, through the lens of love at those people. Try to find something that you're grateful about them. And that will help maybe enter it. But sometimes you can't. And therefore, sometimes you got to find someone else who can help you through it or maybe take the load off you for that person. If you just, you know, sometimes it's really just tough.
0: And I think you say the next point almost every podcast, and that's know your people.
1: Yeah, you know it's so important. Um, even more important that we're in hybrid and remote. You know we've talked about that. I've got people that I'm coaching that have never met their people in person. And although there's some real positive things about remote work, you actually see their houses. You actually do. It it almost gets more humanized. You you understand them a little bit more. But really taking the time to know your people and who they are, that um, that, avoid, that will help avoid so many issues later on. Because one, if, if you know each other, you're going to be more open to each other. And therefore, even when they're starting to stew, starting to brew, uh, they're going to be more likely to say, hey, Alistair, um, I'm just churning today. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. And then you'll be more vulnerable to also be able to say, Hey, you know what, as I enter into our conversation, I got to tell you, I'm just journey, you know, and that's a beautiful thing to admit. And, uh, and then folks are aware because we can read anything into anybody else. Uh, but by declaring it, they know it's not about me. It's just, I'm coming in with some stuff and, um, yeah. And make sure
0: people are in tune with what's going on. Quite often, people get into a stew because there's a lack of information. They don't understand the context. Uh, You know, when they don't have the information they need to understand what's going on, people go to that place sometimes. So as as a preventative thing, make sure, you know, every once in a while, take stock. Does everybody know what's going on? Does everybody understand what the, the mission is, what we're supposed to be doing, and what their role is?
1: This is such an important point. I was on a global call yesterday and we were talking about this and I said, you know what? People just want clarity. So clarity and some sense of control. And if you're, the more you're able to tell people, even if it's, we don't know, but here's what we're doing. Um, uh, At least if you're, if you're more proactive and we know the importance of communication, but what happens is we get scared. And I say, oh, I don't know if I can say anything, you know, oh, I'm not sure because things are changing, but you know what people are more up to seeing, listen, this is what we know now. um, And based upon this, this is why, what we're going to do. And this is why we're going to do it. Like keep people in the loop that will reduce the level of churn because that heater on that element goes up and up if you don't have this communication in place. And that's what makes things boil over. And we've all been going through a bunch of stuff.
0: And so if you find that you've been out of, the, out of line or out missing in action with your crew, apologize and move on. Because some of us have had to check out for a little bit, maybe deal with some stuff. Uh, when, you, when you resurface, apologize, move on and get to it.
1: Yeah, I had a situation this weekend where uh, uh, I, uh, I was so passionate about this topic. It had to do with diversity and, and uh, a particular situation. I was talking to someone and, and I they started out in a, on an opposite values of what I was on this topic. And I got fiery because, man, I've been reading books. I've been talking to the community. I've been trying to model. Uh, and um, it was really quite interesting because I got heated. And at one point during the conversation, a couple of times during the conversation, they had said, "Well, you know, I I just have a bit of a different experience, and and uh, you know, from my perspective and my view, I kind of heard that, but actually, I never I never allowed any space for it to happen. This happened on Sunday, um, and but I but I stewed about it uh, later on that evening, and I thought, mm, Greg, hey, you just wrote a book called Safe Brave Spaces about opening up spaces, and my intention is to.'" Even when I disagree, how do you be curious in that, in that area? So I ended up calling the person the next morning and said, hey, you know what? What I recognize is you can tell I'm really passionate about this issue. And they said, oh, really? <laughs> and uh, and I said, "And but I, what I did realize is that I never gave any space for you. I may disagree and I may agree on some things, but I can give space to you to understand what's behind what you believe or think or have seen. Can we have a redo and talk through it? And it was beautiful. And guess what we still, there were still things that we disagreed about, but it was a more balanced perspective. And I think he, he, they were more open to what I had to say because you know what? I was more open to what they had to say. Um, and the first situation was not, was, was, was not good. I mean, I felt it was good. Cause I was like, I was like on a woo, you know but that point about apologizing um sometimes we go missing in actions sometimes we shoot ourselves in the foot um and sometimes uh it's so important to say hey i was reflecting and here is what i'm thinking did you experience that and if so can we have a redo is that why you have two copies of your book in the product
0: placement position over your uh, right shoulder there today to remind you yeah exactly you know
1: what you know me i have uh i have a number of uh, touchstones around me that reminds me to um live what i'm trying to grow towards and so yes my books are there because that's my you know one of my core purposes to, is to uh release potential through creating safe brave spaces and if if i i forget you know it's hard sometimes it's hard and uh But when you make a mistake, to your point, apologize and, you know, and do a redo.
0: And you brought up something there that I don't think we had contemplated, uh, being, being in the podcast, uh, episode, but, you know, you've got some things placed within your environment to remind you of certain things. And although we did, uh, an episode on, uh, placards around a business with the mottos and things like that and i'm I'm stalling for time as i think about what the the name of the episode was but you know that's a very healthy thing within uh, your environment if you need one of those touch points as you described it then do that like if there is some kind of symbol or a painting or picture or a word or an article whatever it is you know if you're going through times of stress and there's something that brings you back or gives you comfort or or brings you to a point of reflection i think that's really really important to put that in your environment to to remind yourself and and uh uh, i just think that's a great idea greg i am looking around right now saying uh seeing what i have out and uh, i got nothing at the moment
1: but uh it's a great idea it really is yeah well you know it's interesting uh continuing with our analogy of the stew um you know the best stews are ones that have a recipe that you follow. The core ingredients that are that are there, and um, and so uh, sometimes these touchstones are almost like the core ingredients of my life and how I want to show up. Now that doesn't mean that I don't add different new experiences, but it certainly makes sure that I don't add sugar instead of salt or vice versa, which can turn the stew really bad, right? Those core ingredients are really important. And then you can flavor it uh, going forward. So I do think those touchstones are really important, especially in times of tension, especially in times what we're going through right now, doing a lot of work around helping people define their core values and and their core purpose, or I call it um, personal uh, contribution commitment. What do I want to how do I want to make an impact in this situation? It is powerful. And those touchstones to your point, and sometimes they're symbols, sometimes they're pictures, sometimes they're words helps us as we're, as we're going through this, uh, these kinds of, uh, stressful and fast changing environments.
0: I like that. I really like that. Uh, the next one work the problem. Uh, this is something, uh, actually, I think it, I think uh, Matt Damon says this at the end of The Martian when he's back on Earth and he's talking to all the new recruits coming into the space program. He says, you just got to work the problem. And this is something that uh, I kind of learned. It was very impressionable when I, when I was first in the police service and, and you're in a situation, because every situation we walked into was totally different. And, you know, I had a couple of really good training officers and mentors. And he said, you know, you just work the problem. Where are you? Where do you need to be? what's in the way, or what's the issue, uh, what's going on with the people, and you just develop a mentality that, okay, I'm going to work this problem. How does this resolve safely and correctly for everybody? And uh, I just love that where rather than get frustrated and go into a sulk or whatever you want to call it, it's like, okay, let's, okay, how are we going to do this? What are the issues here? What are the people doing? What are they feeling? Where do I want to be with this? Okay, how can we get there?
1: Yeah. And one of the things that really couples with that for me is uh, make sure you define the problem. What's the problem we're trying to address and then work the problem? Um, Because that's the other thing is that folks work a problem, but it's not the problem that they really need to uh, uh, address. So spending that upfront time, actually having that honest, courageous, brave, and safe dialogue is is important to identify what are we trying to solve here? And then once we get clarity around that, let's go go for it. I like that,
0: I like that. And the last point on the manager side, uh, people are important. They're your biggest resource. They, they are, uh, you put your most, uh, your best investment into them and uh, they are important and you need to treat them like they're
1: important. You know we end our podcast with that statement that people are important and, you know, projects, pro products, services, they're all important, but your main job as a really leader, as a manager is creating the space where people can be their best, um, and being their best means, um, uh, clarity. It means all the things we've talked about here. Um, everything happens through people and, um, Yeah, so you have to put them as the priority, you have to put them what can I do to ensure that my people that I'm working with and who are working for me, have the have the right things to be as successful as they can be.
0: For sure, for sure. As employees, there are a couple things we can do to assist one, take a breath.
1: Mm. And again, I love these because they could apply to both. You know, in all situations, when you're in a stew, uh, and again, doing a lot of work these days of from a resilience perspective, is take a breath, or take a walk, or, um, uh, you know, there's tons of ways you can do it. You got to just pause. You know, I think I've said before in a number of our podcasts that uh, Victor Frankel, the famous author who wrote the book... Um, Man, Search for Meaning said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, that the, the the between stimulus and response, there's this space and we have totally control on that space and it's how we respond. And that's a beautiful place of freedom and calmness. So sometimes you've got to create that space and take a breath, take a walk, um, close your eyes, you know, whatever that might be. Um, there's tons of tools that are available to help you do that. But I think this is a big one. And I think it's equally important for managers and and or employees. When you're up and you're, you're, the churn is beginning to happen, breathe.
0: And you kind of hinted at the next one. You know what our response is to stress. I know what mine is. You know, People go fight or flight and mine 100% is fight. And, and so I know that, and I know I have to control myself and we're not talking physical fighting. Uh, we're talking just the way that we respond to situations, what we're going to do. And, uh, I just think it's good to know that that's what's
1: coming out of you. I agree. You know, not everybody likes journaling, but I highly recommend even for two weeks to just be committed to, uh, capturing how you respond in stress, where does it show up and how do I respond and just track it. Don't worry about it, just track it just every time on your phone, you know, an app on a, on a piece of paper, track it, and then go back and look at the themes. Cause you will discover your themes to your point. We know uh, we, we begin to say how it can show up, but more, more or equally important is how do we respond in those situations? And that's the, that's where you can catch it. You can say, whoa, here it comes. Um, I'm going to make a different choice. And the next one,
0: know what we don't know and fix that. So if you're in a funk, you're going like, I don't understand what my role is in this now. I just don't know. Like, what's going on? You get yourself into that stew. Well, what don't you know? You don't know what your role is. So Mm -hmm. let's fix that.
1: Yeah, you know, once you acknowledge the stew, um, begin to investigate. Say what do I think's behind this? Do what's the what's missing that's helping to create this, and how do I need to figure out? I think it's a great thing. Use your investigative skills and say what's the one thing that if I had would start to help me move out of this funk.
0: And be straightforward with people about what you need. Uh, as a manager, it is frustrating when somebody's in and you know they're not in a good place but you have no idea why or what they want from that conversation. Because Greg, as a manager, I want to, okay, what do you need? Let's let's talk this out. If I can get it for you or arrange for it or whatever, then we'll do that. And there's nothing more frustrating than you see somebody that's obviously churning, sitting in front of you and go like, how can I help this person? And vice versa, Uh, I think it's kind of funny because I can be very direct. And I've walked into meetings with my bosses and said, listen, this is what I need right now. Mm-hmm. And not everybody appreciates that frankness, but to me, it's like, no, if we're going to talk, let's just talk. Like it isn't done in an aggressive manner. It's just when I go in there almost 100% of the time, I know what I, well, I think I know what I need and now I want it and I want to have a discussion about it and walk away with um, some agreement. And and so I think it's so important that people are straightforward. And even if you don't know what you need, at least you can articulate what you're feeling and, wh- and why that bothers you. And then the conversation can move on from there rather than sitting there and and kind of just stewing and, and churning
1: around, nothing's gonna get accomplished that way. Yeah, and it's scary, especially if your boss or your corporate, your uh, organization is not what I call safe, spaces. If they're not spaces where you feel that you can uh, um, bring forward, I, I was in a part of a call recently and they talked about, um, oh, I think it was self critics. And or, no, it wasn't self critics. Hmm. I can't remember what it was, but basically, I didn't remember the words they used, but basically, it is uh, how confident do I feel that, that, that about myself bringing something forward? But how the other thing is how confident do I feel that the organization will accept it? that my boss will accept it. And so um, there's still uh, there's still a lot of fear around being straightforward, both about how, what I'm feeling and what I need. And so as a manager, your ability to create a space where people can come forward with that is key. Um, and, and as an employee, as a team member, really uh, your ability to be braver and ex- say, hey, I need to talk to you about something. You know, here's what I'm feeling. Um, here's what the support I need through here's what I'm doing and here's the support I need to move beyond this Uh, you know can you help me boy many managers will be grateful for your courage to do that Um, uh, but I would encourage managers who are listening to this to create the space for people to do that it'll save you lots of time and it will also uh, create deeper relationship and impact And, you know, while you were talking, I realized that,
0: um, you know, people that are listening to this podcast are in different ages and stages. And so you and I are a certain age, I'm in my late fifties. And so I've got 38, 39 years of working under my belt. So, uh, I feel very comfortable in just being straightforward with people and that's through trial and error and experience. And so if maybe somebody you know, is newer into what they're doing into their career. One thing that I've uh, seen uh, and one thing that I helped uh, quite a few people do is if you, Greg, you and I are, are colleagues and I need to go in and talk to the boss and I'm telling you about what's going on, uh, I've actually been the, uh, the wingman and gone mm. in with that person as they've been talking with their boss about what's going on and, and and what they think the solution is. And I've gone in there number one to support them, but participate in the conversation, say, Hey, yeah, boss, that's right. You know, Greg's been talking about this and I was in the same situation, you know, about three or four months ago, and we were talking it out. And I told him that, you know, I'd come to you and talked about it. So uh, and have this little conversation, be supportive and, and add another dynamic to the conversation. And so, you know, and I've done this with some people that maybe don't feel as comfortable going in talking to a boss. And I've come in, number one, to support them, but number two, to add some flavor, some color into the conversation and to some support. And I think it also adds some confidence to the manager that this this proposed solution or course of action is. Uh, is, is good because there's another person on the team, maybe a little bit more experienced that also endorses this, that's been in that situation before. So I think there's ways, uh, like I just feel comfortable going in there and not, not always is the, the conversation comfortable, but I'm willing to go in there and have that conversation. And it could just be an age and stage thing, but there are other ways to approach this where you go in there with somebody with support, or at least you have conversations before you go in there uh, to have the conversation with your boss.
1: Yeah, I love that. Uh, A couple of things were bubbling up for me was one is I do think actually the younger generations are more willing to say what they think um, and and walk with their feet or whatever. I mean, they will they'll they'll actually say what they think or they'll leave and going forward. So many of them now, I don't think that's a broad brush because we're all different personalities. So but I think generally there is a a stronger voice coming out. So it's almost like these boomers or late Xers. And, and the Zedders and the millennials are the voices that are willing to say things. But there's this big bucket in the middle that haven't been kind of uh, have been raised in environments that they're supposed to do that. And so uh, what I love about what you said was that that we can do that for others. So this isn't necessarily just a manager and employee perspective. You can look around and say, hey, who do I see who's struggling that I'm working with? How might I be able to... Um, Create space for them to share and then maybe come alongside them and help them articulate what they're going through and that type of thing. That's a beautiful thing to do and it builds community and strength. And, you know, always as you're helping others, you grow yourself. There's lots that you get back from that perspective. So, I, I that's a really great um, perspective and idea.
0: I don't know, Greg, if you've ever had this situation, but as a manager, uh, there's been a knock at the door and there's a person standing there and yeah, come on in. And there are three people come in, <laughs> three or four people mm-hmm. come in and they've been dealing with a problem, it'd been really bothering them. And, you know, one of them's come up with a solution. The rest want to happen. And so I end up, you know, meeting the 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 the, the gang. And mm-hmm. which is fine because to me it isn't intimidating. It actually gives me more confidence that this solution that this one person is presenting to me is endorsed by the team working the overall problem. And it's like okay who do I need to go and talk to to make this happen for yeah. you guys like what do I have to do how much money who do I have to go bother to get this to happen and yeah okay it's done and I, I really I actually like that as a manager like go ahead gang up on me it, it isn't actually ganging up to me it, it's showing me that the team has uh arrived at some consensus they all support it and they all support it enough that they're all willing to come in and talk to me
1: and I yeah. like that I really like I think- that. I agree hundred percent. And you got champions, more than one champion to help shift the make the shift that you're that they're suggesting to do. And as we said on the manager side,
0: work the problem, define what the problem is. I really like that that part that you added there, Greg. And work the problem. Just don't sit there. Mm-hmm. Action. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And the next one, actually the next two are kind of grouped together and uh a little bit more serious, but I think in the times that we're in and the times that we will be going into as the pressure comes off a little bit from the COVID lockdown, don't retreat into yourself and talk to someone. And if you need somebody professional to talk to, then go down that road and do it. It is very, very helpful. And I'm not going to speak for you, Greg, but I've had to talk to somebody before
1: and it was a really, really good thing. Yeah, and I mean, you know, again, we're all different personalities, and some are more susceptible to retreating into themselves than others, but all of us actually do some of it, Um, and it's just, you know, uh, uh, it, it again goes back to knowing myself. When I do that, I know that this isn't good for me um it's also important in these aspects if you can have that inner circle that group around you that can be supportive that can call you out on it and support you through it saying hey Alistair I know that you weren't on the last couple calls and I'm worried about you um uh, can we chat you know so how do you be aware of those both as a leader but also of each other because um There are lots of there. We know that burnout and stress are at an all-time high, and uh, when we're remote, then we it's a lot easier to retreat. Uh, Whether it's turning off my camera, uh, whether it's not participating in calls, whatever that might be, it's a lot easier to retreat. So uh, be aware of that in yourself, but also in others and your colleagues, and find ways to support them. And we aren't professionals, so sometimes. Um, you need to tap into it. You know, EAP and those employee assistance programs are still way underused, even in this time frame of high um, mental illness and stress and burnout. I would highly recommend. I personally have used them before. I always encourage them. You know, there you're always going to get something out of it—something, uh, a new tool, a new approach to be able to help. And again, it's about articulating where you are and the more you can talk to somebody, as you said in this last point, the better of it is and uh, tap into those resources if need be. Yeah, I like that part about EAP.
0: And, uh, you know, I, I plead with, with companies that they probably know, uh, that they're not being, uh, utilized to the level that they should be. Do not get do away with them. And you also talked a bit there about your circle and, uh, you know, you're part of my circle. So I have people in my circle that will talk things out with me. They'll just mm-hmm. sit there and, and not say anything. And I've got people that'll give me a kick in the rear end. And mm-hmm. those groups of people, if you have them, are very, very valuable. And if you're in a stew, if you're in a funk, then sit there and talk to you. Maybe somebody's gonna, you know, you know, scold you a little bit and, and come a little hard on you. And other people are gonna go, Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been there too and have a nice little chat about it. Maybe you just go to lunch and you just talk about nothing. But all those people are very, very important. And if you find yourself in a situation, make sure you reach out to those people. You know, don't retreat into yourself. And even going out to lunch where you don't really talk about the issue, just being with another person and nattering back and forth is a very, very healthy thing. And hopefully will bring you into a better mood That uh, so then you can take stock of what's going on and create a plan and go and get it done. I agree
1: 100%. So, Greg, um, wrap up. Yeah. So what's bubbling in my head is this, you know, like stews in itself are not bad things. You know, they can be tasty and uh, and you can add all kinds of new ingredients to create a new recipe and it can be really good. The problem is when it boils over. Um, And um, and so that, you know, I really think this all comes down to knowing yourself. And being aware of others around you, and then having the courage, both in yourself and with others, to helping to support and creating the space to to um uh shift to simmer, you know, to turn down the heat a bit, um, stir things up in a lovely way to get the flavors going, you know, going with this full stew, uh stew analogy. Now I'm I'm off I'm way off track with regards to this, but you know what I mean? It's like That that when a stew is cared for and follows a recipe, it can be a beautiful thing. Um, uh, But but when left on the elements and not supported and not watched, it will boil over. And uh, so um, there's so much we can do here for ourselves and for others. And it is about uh, reaching out. I've been in those places where it's boiled over and it's a mess. Uh, Personally, I was a mess. And the things around me were a mess. Um, so um, be aware and uh, and give care as you're as you're supporting people, especially during this time, which is really tough.
0: Yeah, and I think for me, um, you know, we've talked a lot about a lot of different aspects of this today. Uh, look out for each other, and make sure that you step out if you're in this situation. And I agree with you; these things are going to happen, and they happen because we care about what we're doing. We care about our role in it and accomplishing things, and I think we're both people that like just to get things done. And uh, so I just think it's important that you know we keep care of each other, and that you know if we're that person that's in the stew, that we step out and mm-hmm. you know work out the problem, get the people around us to help us, and just move on. It is going to happen. That's just the way life is, and we've all come of just a nasty time, right? This there's been. Some positive things out of the time of being uh, working remotely because of COVID, but there's been a lot of negative as well. And I think as we come out of this, the next health crisis, and I, I was reading some news articles and stuff like that, and. And they're saying that the next health crisis is, is the is people dealing with what happened. And so the emotional mm. toll, the psychological toll of, of what's mm. been going on. So we need to be aware of of what we're going through, but also what others are going through. And and that way we can support one another and, and help ourselves as well. Great, yeah, 100%. Now, we hope that some of what we've spoken about you find helpful today. We hope that we didn't offend anybody or make anybody really, really angry. But I think, Greg, you're philosophy lands well on this subject as well.
1: Yeah, we always end our podcast with a great insight that an early coach gave me, that um, the best discussions, the best um, opportunities for growth are when you feel a little churn and you feel a little joy. So churn is when you're maybe a little peeved off about something you heard, um, a little annoyed, um, but but that is usually tapping into something you need to learn it's usually a nudge um, so churn is really good and joy we do hope there's joy where you you know you're recognizing some things that you're doing well uh, so we hope that we that you're leaving with a little bit of churn and maybe a little bit more of joy uh, that we're making traction that we're learning some things that we can apply that we can help create a better workplace, a better uh, environment for both yourselves, but also those that you work uh, with.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And uh, we've said this all along, we're not experts in anything. We've, we've got a bunch of experience and we have conversations talking about our experience, you know, as we sit uh, at the table at the diner, which is, uh, you know, kind of where this all started. And especially in this situation, I think, you know, if you're in a, a situation um, or you have others in, in a situation that, that are in your orbit that, uh, you know, you all sit down at the diner table and, and talk things out and, and, and use. Uh, this is what we did uh, when I was going through transition. It led to a podcast. You never know what comes out of something. So it's just really, really important that uh, we reach out and we talk to each other. Now, um, shout out, Uh, we long ago maxed out the cities and the analytics and the program that we use to help produce this podcast. And I just, so I started looking at the countries while you were talking, Greg, I was paying attention, but I was multitasking and there's a country that came up and I don't think we've mentioned them
1: before. India. Welcome to the club. Excellent. That, that is so cool. You know, again, we've had conversations with this and I was talking to someone on the weekend that, uh, uh it it seems to us to be a bit madness that we have people around the world listening to uh, these conversations. And we also recognize that no matter where you are, you are dealing with people and all of our insights, ideas that we've learned and shared can, are applicable no matter where you are. So welcome India. It's nice to, uh, Uh, Too bad we didn't have the details to find out where exactly in India it was. It's a big continent, but uh, welcome. Anyways, we're great to have you here. So remember, people matter. Take the time with the
0: people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time.
1: Take care.